Hello, Rev Brad here. You're listening to the podcast From the Touchline, a production of Soccer Chaplains United. I recently visited Cambridge, England, and while I was there, I learned an interesting piece of football history. Apparently, the first known instance of codifying or writing down the rules of association football or soccer happened in Cambridge. Story goes that in 1848, a group of Cambridge University students wrote out a set of 11 rules. They nailed these to the trees surrounding Parker's Peace, a large grassy park in central Cambridge. Today's rules of the game are different, but it's been interesting to see how these Cambridge rules have influenced and impacted the beautiful game. For the next few weeks, we'll look at the Cambridge rules of 1848 and talk about some parallel spiritual life lessons. So stay tuned. We take a look at this week's rule right after this. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Rule four. The ball is out when it is past the line of the flagposts on either side of the ground, in which case it shall be thrown in straight. With rule four, we get into the first instances of marking out the boundary lines. Here, there's no mention of the actual distance between the lines on either side of the ground, but in many of the older pictures and depictions of football fields, there was a line of flags that would mark the sidelines the places where a ball would go out, or as we say today, into touch. And thus the rule that the ball from here ought to be thrown back in. Now, there were other variations of the ball passing the side boundary line, and depending on where you lived or where you played or how you grew up knowing the game, some teams and players might kick the ball back into play. But this agreed-in rule would have made the throw-in something which we still see today, in fact, in the game. So in speaking about spiritual lessons, let me speak to the issue of boundary lines. First, let me say I think it's part of human nature that we struggle with boundary lines. Not so much in a game of football, but in other parts of life. We typically don't like constraints being placed on us. Though, if we're honest, we all need boundaries. They're helpful. If you have children, you know especially what I mean. You'll know and understand that children, even though they push the boundaries, Oftentimes, they grow and mature and are more confident and assured of themselves when they know that there's firm boundaries that are enforced in their lives. The same is true for adults. We need places, too, that are quote-unquote out of bounds. King David of ancient Israel, you know the guy who took Goliath down, he writes in Psalm chapter 16, verses 5 through 8, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand I will not be shaken. David, in writing this psalm, speaks to being faced with lifelong difficulties. And here he sings to the Lord, asking for refuge, for safety, for protection, And with the counselor God, David is reassured and he can move with a sense of confidence because God sets out the lines 
the boundary lines which mark out a promise. And David's not speaking of physical or geographical places, but an emotional and spiritual state of being. I sometimes explain to my children, you know, there's a couple different ways to look at boundary lines. You can see them as rules which restrain and constrain, or you can see them as principles which protect you and afford a measure of safety and security. Well, in football, the touchlines help create boundaries for the game. They mark out the width of the field. They ensure the game cannot be endlessly played side to side or without any definition. The touchline also protects the athletes. No one else, other than the official, is allowed to enter the space. Not fans, not coaches, not even other players who are, aren't participating in the game in that moment. The handling of the ball back into play must happen from those who are playing the game in the moment. The ball is considered dead otherwise. Well, what boundary lines exist for you outside of football? Do you have rules of faith or life that you've developed and that you follow? You know, maybe it's as simple as a rule like putting on a seatbelt whenever you get into a car. Or maybe you need to create a boundary line that you won't be alone with someone of the opposite sex where you might be physically or emotionally tempted or attracted. Whatever the boundary lines you have or that you need, I pray that they fall in good places for your life, health, faith, and strength. I I pray that you and I will realize what places in life are definitively out of bounds or into touch, and that we might honor those and handle them as they should be. A great lesson from this Cambridge Rule of 1848.